content may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Listeners to WTF Are You Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. And I'm Decker. And we're here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? So here's how it goes. We have six categories of topics, and the contents of next episode will be determined by the roll of die. Categories are true crime, paranormal, history and education, science and technology, entertainment, and current events. We use an eight-sided die. So now you're probably thinking, wait, you only said six categories. Well, if you roll a one, then you're going to roll a six-sided die for those same six categories, except it's going to be local, so Idaho or any state bordering Idaho. And if you roll an eight, then it's a while. You get to talk about whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You get and everything. That's what, is that what you got this last that's, time? You got a wild? That better fucking be what I got. You got a wild night of true crime? I got a wild, uh, and I, sure. I, <laughs> I don't certainly re- hope it was, because that's what I'm going to talk about. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, I'm sure it's on the calendar, but yeah. I hope so. <laughs> lol yeah nope okay we're fine what's wrong (laughs) i was looking at last week and i was like oh i had entertainment not true crime but i didn't even have entertainment last week i had a wild so i don't know what the fuck was wrong with me okay 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 (laughs) it's like what are we freaking out about right now (laughs) no you had a wild i had true crime everything is kosher cool okay good bye-bye special thanks (sighs) all right decker what the fuck you're talking about? Mm, thank you for asking. So, like we said, I got a wild. We've actually talked about... We've actually been uh, kind of skirting the line about what I'm actually going to be talking about today, just in the brief conversations we've had. Oh. Um, so, this is something that uh, I experienced in the 90s. Oh, no. Are we talking about rechargeable batteries? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Not rechargeable batteries. The dump? <laughs> no. Hazmat? Uh, These are the conversations potentially we've been hazmat, not really. Um, I'm actually going to talk about a medical procedure. Okay. And uh, it's heavily debated, almost as much as I would say vaccines. Okay. Okay. Tends to happen uh, with guys when they're very young. Oh, circumcision. I am talking about circumcision. So, when I authorize those, it's really funny because the, like, the options for codes for, for diagnosis or whatever, there's, like, circumcision under so many days, and then the other one is just circumcision over X amount of days. Huh. But it's, like, what, like, 240 days old or something. I, that's an arbitrary number that I pulled out of my ass because I can't remember the actual number. So, almost a year old. But it's, like, the diagnosis code for... Like a twelve or like a, a two year old getting circumcised is the same as like a forty five year old. You lost me, which is funny because it's my conversation. Because it's just like days over this age. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it's funny because okay. you're going through urology auths and it's like oh this person's getting circumcised and you expect them to be like an infant. Right. And then it ends up being like no, a no, 37-year-old man. You do. And, um, I mean, uh, mainly with us here, like, it's just, like, even, even myself, like, circumcision almost, like, seems like it's not even a question. 
you just do it. Really. But see, that's the thing, though, but why? But why? <laughs> and that's what I'm about to get into today, is I'm going to talk about the whys, ifs, ands, or buts, without buts being involved. And, uh, yes, that's a, that's a little further back. <laughs> I circumcised my ass. That's really just like a nice, a nice little exfoliant. Is that, I mean, is, is that like <laughs> the like Greek rotisserie where they like shave lamb? Is that what happened? Oh, 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 no. <laughs> I am not a fan. <laughs> no, not I my tuchus. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's just the visual you left me with. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be talking about because it came up in conversation. I, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think I was uh, talking yes, about... casually talking about circumcision. Well, no. I think it was... I was... Not I was talking casually. about when I was thinking about like wanting to have kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then that somehow came up as a thing. And I was confused about what I would do and so I was like huh I guess I'll look into this so um but I'm not a doctor so I'll always take a doctor's advice yeah I I can do my own research but I'm going to trust a doctor over me are you sure you don't want to trust some celebrity I mean unless they cut the whole entire tip off then that's then I have a problem with that doctor (laughs) they've made an error (laughs) they've been an error I mean, it's still circumcision, <laughs> a little too much. They done fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're talking about. So, um, so the first thing about this is, uh, America is really one of the old, only cultures, supposedly, that really, um, kind of perpetuates this idea of constantly circumcising your kids. And again, males, not females, because female circumcision is definitely evil. <laughs> Yeah. In all regards. Because I don't know what female circumcision is. It pretty much makes it so that way uh, women can't feel sex. Because when it's done, there's no... It actually causes a lot of death. Interesting. Because a lot of the places where this is performed... Is Africa? It, yeah. That's funny, because I'm actually going to talk about Africa Africa here as well. Africa. Africa. Where is that? Africa. It's right off the off coast the of coast. Africa. Yep, there you go. <laughs> we were on the same wavelength there. Um... But yeah, so Beyonce wavelength. Yeah, uh, um, I'm talking about this because a lot of uh, if you it sounds like the cult, uh, the idea is shifting a bit between like whether or not they want to circumcise their kids because it's like, well, do I have the right to do that? You know, with the whole like, you know, I'm technically like I could be mutilating my child without needing to. Um, I just did that in air quotes. Um, not necessarily big sides, but that's normally that's the idea mm-hmm. is like I'm mutilating my kid or like you know if they grow up and they you know that that should be a decision that they make right but like are there complications with that x y and z is there really a benefit to not getting circumcised is the benefit worth it um and really this is a mixed bag and the uh like mixed nuts yeah. <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah so let's go ahead and just dive into it so. Um, so I was, I, I do a lot of research and one of the things was I watched, of course, the ads ruins everything with the, cause I remember watching that one, I think it was when I was in college, just talk about circumcision, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no reason to get circumcised now based on today's medicine here in the, in the, you know, U.S. And one of the things he says is that, um, apparently it was also, uh, circumcision was meant to, um, basically dissuade the sexual, uh, depravity and masturbation. So it was basically a way to cull men's impulses. Um, 
That's working which was inspired well. Inspired by Kellogg. Yeah, I know. Like really at this point, since ninety one percent of white males in the US are circum like get circumcised typically. And so it's very know, much a white man thing. So you, you you just said inspired by Kellogg. How is there I think that like the predominant belief is that a lot of it was like seated in the like the Hebrew tradition. Yes. So a lot of circumcision really has to do with cultural and religious mm-hmm. beliefs, right? And it's not it's not just with um with uh, uh Judaism, like you know, there's Christianity, there's Islam. I think I uh, I saw that and I was kind of avoiding the cult, uh, the cultural things because I mean, while it's important, I want to focus more on the medical yeah. use of it. But I'm wondering how much of that played into Kellogg. Kellogg was a weird fucking dude. Yeah, he was a weird dude. Um, Someday I'll talk more about yogurt enemas. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He also, I think, was also possibly an advocate for female circumcision. So, um, based on the video I watched from Adam, Heavy Adam sigh. so. Um, but, uh, one of the th- things that I just want to talk about first is the cost, right? Like how much does this cost typically? And when I was researching the cost of it, um, on the high ends, both with and without insurance for kids, it can be around 800 bucks. Um, without insurance as a young adult to an adult can cost up to three grand. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is also because of the risk and complications that can come from it and the amount of time to heal and do the operation. So as a kid, as a, as a newborn infant, right, within a day or two, it takes five to ten minutes to perform this, the surgery, right? And what they, what they used to do, they used to strap down kids in like a flying eagle pose. Yeah. And then without anesthetic... They would just. This go definitely at it. won't lead to trauma. Yeah, they they would definitely uh, they would go and circumcise kids without any aesthetic. Do you know how recent that was? This was way long ago. Oh, okay. This was like <laughs> like last week. This was like <laughs> like uh, night like earlier than like the nineteen forties. Oh, okay. Like this is early, you know. Um, I like how uh, the nineteen forties was way long ago. Dude, ancient. My Everyone father there... was born in nineteen forty eight. Nineteen forty eight. Yes. 1948. 1948. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Wow. That is what it says on his birth certificate. So my dad's my dad's born in 1960, so I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, do you mean 1958? <laughs> no, 48. No, my <laughs> mom was born in 55. Wow. Good for your dad. Your dad's still kicking. He's trucking around. Well, he's the one that's still alive. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but where was I at? Circumcision. Yes. The nineteen um, forties. The before yeah, yeah, yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. So they used to strap them down without any ass like and they just kinda of go at it. Right? Which definitely <laughs> uh-huh. could be traumatic. Yeah. Um nowadays they leave the arms un like they're not fastened down because like there's no reason to have the arms down because the kids aren't trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. And they apply a um a local, a local anesthetic. anesthetic to the area. Um, one article I read, they actually, uh, have a sugar-coated pacifier, too, to give yeah. the kid, to kind of, like, you know, endorphins to make them feel less and stuff. It takes five to ten minutes, and they say, uh, the article I was reading, which was in Men's Health, said that most of the time, the thing that they don't like is when you clean, clean up afterwards, right? Because so, mm-hmm. it's cold. So they don't like that. Um, but yeah, so, um, 
the reason why we started seeing a shift from like always circumcising your kids to like, well, should I? Was based on uh, the initial study done in 1999 by the American Academy of Pediatrics, which also was redone in 2012. Um, it it basically led to uh, led to a verdict where it's like hey, the the benefits outweigh the risks almost always, but not so much for us to always recommend it. Mm-hmm. So that kind of left it up in the air. And when that happened, um, it led to 16 states eliminating Medicaid coverage for almost all circumcisions. Hmm. And I'm like, well, that's kind of unfortunate. I don't think Idaho is one of those. I don't know. I could not find the list of that. I was trying to look for it. Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Idaho is not one of those because I have authorized... Plenty of them? Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is it says for almost all circumcisions, so I'm guessing that's probably... I'm going to assume later on in life. Well, and to be fair, the... To be fair. To be fair um, wow. All of the circumcisions that I authorize are medically necessary from, like, a urologist. Right. And I'm going to go into that as well as, like, to why it's medically necessary. Um... But uh, an- another reason why uh, circumcisions, though, are still being advocated for was in 2007, I believe was the year, WHO, so uh, the World Health Organization, and uh, UNAIDS. And Angry Owls. <laughs> who? 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 Uh, they announced that circumcision should be part of a comprehensive HIV prevention package. Hmm. So this has to do with quite a few things. Uh, they did three medical trials held in Kenya, Uganda, and South Africa that displayed that circumcision could reduce could, could reduce female to male HIV infection by 60%, which means over the next two decades, it could save potentially 3 million lives. Wow. Now, you have to think, one of the things I want to really point out here is you have to think big picture. What are these cultures? What kind of health care is available to them, right? Because here in the States, right, it's... For the vast amount of the population, it's not hard to get at least some sort of basic, I'm not saying affordable, I don't, I'm not trying to say that, but some sort of basic healthcare or like be able to like take a shower, right? And mm-hmm. clean yourself, right? That's not super difficult per se, but if you're over in like third world countries or places where maybe it's just hard to access these things, this can be extremely helpful. Um... Now, uh, scientists predict that the reason why maybe we have this, uh, the foreskin, right? Because the circumcision, of course, is the clipping of the foreskin. Um, not the entire tip, just part of the tip. Um, ha! <laughs> goodbye. Um, they, that was a karate chop, they, since you couldn't see that. Right. They believe that it was meant um, to protect, protect your junk pretty much through thick forests as it swung and it flung around naked. <laughs> Well, so, that's a theory. I know. Could you imagine, like, just trekking through the woods and just like I hit a log and it's like, ah, eh, whatever. You know what? That's pretty egotistical. Yeah, we our our dick is so big. We definitely need it to have a helmet. Hey, some are growers, some are showers. You know, it's like. And running through the forest is just that time. Yeah, it's just that time. You know, tall grass. You know, you gotta keep stuff out of it. So. It's not a weed whacker. <laughs> Um, You're not mowing the lawn. <laughs> but, um, 
<laughs> it's funny because I think this is also in Men's Health too. They said unless your penis is on that sort of excursion, you probably don't need a forest. Sort of excursion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm going on an expedition. It's on a forest and hike. I need my dick out. <laughs> it's pantsless. It's like the next Bear Grylls adventure. Well, that's another or, thing. Or you're like, oh, in case you're like hitting a log, like what the fuck? What is that show? It's called Naked and Afraid. I think. Sure, I don't you have know. have a foreskin, you might have a chance. <laughs> I, what? Um, I don't know. There's, there's a, a, a naked camping show? There's uh, there's a show I saw, I'm not sure if it's still going on, I think it was called Naked and Afraid, where basically people go out without any clothes or anything like that, and they're supposed to have to create some sort of shelter and find a way to survive without having anything that's currently being manufactured in the world. So basically they have to create everything themselves. Let me just Google that. Yeah, please do. Carry on. Um... But yeah, uh, another thing about this is it says in the United States, foreskins were apparently left mostly undisturbed. I like how they list that. Undisturbed. undisturbed foreskin. That sounds like it could be like a really gross, like, punk band. Undisturbed. <laughs> or like, un- un- undisturbed foreskin. Um, until the second half of the 19th century, but that wasn't until after the North Africa campaign in World War II that American doctors turned to enthusiastic circumcisers. And this is because... Um, 145,000 American GIs apparently were not cleaning their shit, which, wash your junk. Like, I don't understand how people can't clean themselves. Like, I am very thorough in my cleaning. Not that you guys need any <laughs> details about that, but the last thing is, like, because people get gamey and shit, and I, I sweat a lot, so if I don't clean myself thoroughly... Gamey I'm... is just a really terrible descriptor. It's the appropriate descriptor, though, because I can get outright rank. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though, because maybe it's just me, but my brain can automatically connects gamey to mealy. Oh. <laughs> Ew. Okay. I see. I see. But no, like, I mean, like, that's one of the things, and that's one of the proponents for for getting circumcised is to avoid, you know, bacteria, yeah, bacteria having good cleaning habits and all that stuff. And so because they slacked off, this led to, um, I'm going to say this word totally wrong, blanoposthesis, which is the inflammation of the foreskin and the glands. So basically, like, imagine, uh, for those of you that have a penis, um, and for those of you that don't have a penis, um, imagine <laughs> having a penis, the end swells up, but it swells up maybe a little bit more than normal because you have the foreskin over it, right? So it's Imagine like, having a like, penis. Imagine covering a balloon in saran wrap and then blowing up that balloon. Not a fun time. Both things are not going to enjoy that. <laughs> but uh, there's that one. There's phimosis, which is when the foreskin is too tight to retract over the glands. Now, the glands is pretty much the head of the penis. That um, is definitely a diagnosis that I have seen on surgery. Yes. So phimosis is like, um, what's a good description for it? Uh, imagine if you had... What's the one I'm looking for? Gosh, darn it. I was going to say condom, but I'm not sure how I can kind of work that through. Um, you know what? No, no, no. No, this works. This works. Imagine if you have, like, too small of a condom, mm-hmm. like in terms of guys, and you try to put a banana through it, and it can't go in, right? And the more you push, you just see it stretch, but it doesn't actually go in. That's what happens with phimosis, is basically the penis cannot exit the foreskin, so when it tries to become erect, there's more pain because the glands hasn't inflamed and it can't allow it to escape. Right? Um, the other one is paraphimosis, 
which is where the foreskin is stuck around the retracting penis. So like your penis, uh, the head of your penis is outside of the foreskin, but the penis now can't retract because the glands are swollen on the outside of it. So now it's like pulling against the foreskin, but it can't actually escape. So my my, my little example was uh, when I was trying to describe it, I was like, <laughs> you'll see here, this is can't escape. Can't, can't escape. escape. <laughs> um, you're in penis jail. You're in penis jail. <laughs> you're either in or you're out. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Oh, man. Aladdin and the Forty Thieves. Did you know that there was... I was going to talk about this at one point. Did you know that there was an Aladdin and Hercules, uh, like, mishmash? Where, like, I think Jafar and Hades colluded against uh, Hercules and Aladdin? It was it was actual old TV show. I do not agree with this. You know what? After seeing Simba the, the King Lion, you know... Oh, my heart! Hi, <laughs> sweet girl! Yeah. Um, okay, back to foreskin. Uh... So, in terms of the general public, there's two there's two major schools of thought for this. One is they don't want to do it because they say after doing their own. Re- <coughs> so most of the people uh, they say after doing their own research, right? They don't find enough sufficient evidence for them to want to do um, a circumcision. Um, and then the other people are saying, well, we've all had circumcisions, or at least the vast majority of people I know have had a circumcision, so clearly they must have to have a circumcision, right? Um, now, this is, uh, this is not to call out anyone or like say that not having circumcision is good or bad. I personally am erring on the side of getting a circumcision. And let me tell you why. Um, again, of course, consult your doctor. Please, please, please consult your doctor. I am not a medical professional. <laughs> this is just it's true, my thoughts not. and feelings. So, <laughs> Dr. Decker, I am not. Um, so, uh, on, on top of... So, I mentioned that it helped prevent uh, HIV infection for 60% of... Uh, from, was it, female and the male, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason is because... Um, in countries where there are fewer than 20% of men who were circumcised, cervical cancer rates were about 70% higher than countries where more than 80% of people were circumcised. That's quite, that's basically it's saying if the vast majority of men are not circumcised, your chance of cervical cancer could actually be higher. Whereas... Well, that makes sense because it's just like, here, have all this bacteria. Right. I've been like, saving it. And that, again, like this is how it comes down to a cleanliness thing. Whereas mm-hmm. if, you, if you, everyone can be clean, right, then there's probably not a problem with it. Right? Um... Now, reasons why you might be for circumcision is uh, you are 10 times lower risk of your baby getting a urinary tract infection, which is a big thing. In fact, um, it's basically one out of a thousand um, circumcisions. uh, Well, no, sorry, I'm saying this wrong. A thousand circumcisions are needed to prevent one UTI. So, I mean, I just said that weird. Basically, it means um, out of a thousand circumcisions, maybe one of them gets a UTI. Okay. Typically, right? So that's pretty good because UTIs I've heard are not fun. They are super to, not fun. I have yet to have one. I would like to keep that as a, you know, a non 
thing. Um, they're the worst. There are no risk for infants or children getting infection in the foreskin because it's gone. It's easier to be hygienic with it just because it can be a little bit difficult difficult to pull up the foreskin. That also can lead to another problem, whereas if you pull too hard on the foreskin, you can cause scarring or, mm-hmm. scarring or tearing, which then leads to the phimosis or the paraphimosis, which I mentioned previously. Um, you're at much lower risk of getting cancer of the penis, although it's a super rare condition, right? So that's another reason why I want to preface it is while this is helpful, it's also super rare. Um, more than 10,000 circumcisions are needed to prevent one case of penile cancer. Okay. Right. So it's, oh. again, super rare. Mm-hmm. Um, although I always err on the side of caution, me personally. Yeah. But um, it's also very, uh, it, the possibility is lower for you to get STIs, right? Because, again, cleanliness. Uh-huh. And then a study of uh, 3,400 men found that uh, that were found um, circumcised before their first sexual in- intercourse were 15% less likely to develop prostate cancer than men who were not. I have no clue what in the world this has to do with prostate cancer. That feels like correlation does not cause, yeah, no. does not yeah, equal causation. It feels like a super reacher, but I wanted to bring that up too because I always, while doing my research, I like to point out things that maybe you should be wary of because that is a statistic I have, but... I don't understand, and again, this is just, I'm not a doctor, I don't understand how me not being circumcised can make me 50% more likely to get prostate cancer. You know, it just seems like so indirect. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the reasons for being against it. Um, The reasons it might be because um, it can be painful for the child. Then again, the child's brand new. I don't. I don't imagine that really being super scarring to the child. Plus, especially with the anesthetics and how they do it nowadays. In fact, it said in the men's health article that I read, which I did more than just men's health. I just remember this one mm-hmm. very vividly because it had very opinionated things in there. <laughs> but it did actually cite sources as oh, well. Men's health. Um, it stated that uh, apparently circumcisions are they must always have an anesthetic. At least for, like, children once involved. I don't know in what... I feel what, like that's fair. Yeah. I don't know in what world that they would be denied an anesthetic unless the child itself would deny it. I mean, I guess parents could say, no, don't give it to them. Let them feel the pain of their sin leaving their body. They were just born. No, that feels like it could be a legit argument. It probably could be. Um, I hate the world. It's fine. But the other thing is, uh, you know, you're losing a lot of the sexual pleasure for your future. Right? Because there's millions of nerve endings uh, uh, of foreskin. Some say it plays a very pivotal role in sex because it also acts as a... Uh, it protects the glands from becoming calloused and desensitized. It also helps to lubricate the penis in terms of sexual health. Right? And I get that. Um, I really... I wonder if that was part of Kellogg's plan. He wanted me to enjoy. I mean, no, it becomes I, it becomes callous and desensitized. I said in the beginning, and then you go, are punished. It avoids sexual depravity. I don't have the desire to have sex because I don't have a foreskin. <laughs> said no it's, one it's ever. Like, it's like gelding a person, except for I still have my balls. Um, that was a very insensitive thing to say in front of these cats. You're right. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel really sensitive because I just laughed about it in front of That's them. fine. Uh, you don't have no balls. Um, but here's... So it, that's the one reason why I can see people maybe not want to get circumcision. But the uh, the the reason why I'm going to... I'm going to argue actually against that. And this is just a one-time... 
You get that wall, Jax. She, like, just breached like a whale. Yeah. <laughs> whale cat. This is the one-time argument, though. I don't have a lot of sources for this, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a very good one. I'm going to call this guy just uh, John Smith for this case. They didn't list his real name, so it doesn't Mr. matter. Mr. Doe. doesn't matter if I get it wrong. Anyways, um, there was a guy who was 35, and he got a circumcision because he had uh, he had phimosis. Right, where he was having, like, it was painful when he got an erection because he couldn't, mm-hmm. his, you know, it was basically like, no, nah, it was, was a, Chinese, jail. a Chinese finger trap for his dick. That's what it was. I feel like that's a great... I, I believe that as a Cards Against Humanity card is, like, two dicks in a Chinese finger trap. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> um, but he says that it was always so painful and he, he was always so sensitive that it... He just made so his sex life was not that fun because he was it was either overstimulating or it was just painful, and so he eventually got the surgery in order to stop the sphenosis because sometimes you need to actually get surgery to stop that. There's yes, yeah, you actually have to get surgery, which is another thing you want to avoid because um, uh, I mentioned earlier that for kids it the the most expensive I saw the numbers get was eight hundred. As an adult, I can get to three grand. Mm-hmm. That is a lot just for like a one hour procedure to like you know free up some skin off your dick so free up some skin off like, your dick that makes it sound like you're like moving things to the cloud to free up some memory <laughs> i am free free up some skin on your dick <laughs> um let's see oh yeah so uh he had also sensitivity and once he got off he's like he's like yeah it's also sensitive but he's like that's a great thing though because everything was too sensitive mm-hmm. all the time and i mean like i can only imagine um you know, I told you about my horror story a while ago where I uh-huh. made bad life choices and pretty much chemically burned myself. I'm glad I didn't have a lot of sensitivity then. <laughs> so I don't mind sharing that with our audience. I feel very close to them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and right now they're all like, go on. <laughs> go on. Maybe maybe in a bonus episode maybe. one day. Uh, bonus episode? Bonus episode. <laughs> I'm hey, terrible. You're doing great. Um, <laughs> but... With that all being said, you know, surgery, the older you get, the more riskier it gets, right? Mm-hmm. You can have complications, and that's not fun. Whereas, as a newborn, and maybe they were just saying that because you're older, so you have things to lose, you know, like pain. Yeah. <laughs> or gain pain, <clears throat> right? But as a, if, as a newborn, it takes five to ten minutes, it's cheaper, and it avoids a lot of major complications, and I lose out on a little bit of sensitivity. I think that's worth it. Because here's another thing. Here's another thing. If... You do get if you are circumcised and you don't like that you you want to have your foreskin back. You can actually get surgery to get that back. I mean, it won't be your foreskin. It won't be your. I would foreskin. assume they have disposed of that. I hope. <laughs> I was holding on to it. Hold on, we filed it since I was a wee. In case lad. you wanted it back. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but the foreskin um, library. Yeah. So in the end, I personally think circumcision. Uh, it's not. Not for everyone. That sounds weird. You, that's that not what I'm correct. To say. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. A lot of culture, you know, cultures and religions, you know, that I totally understand. In the long run, though, I think, I think it just makes it easier for your kid's life, personally. Uh, less illnesses. You don't have to worry about hygiene, especially when they hit their teenage years and they're like, I don't want to bathe. I'm fine. And they just spray body axe all over themselves and they go to school oh like this is not a problem. You know, like that's Junior why I can, high hallway that's why I can never wear axe. Axe is specifically for pre or like prepubescent to pubescent boys that have just decided not to shower. 
Yeah. It really is what that it's That is the smell of a junior high. Yeah. So Specifically in the 2000s. I don't know. That's kind of my take on it. Uh, it's funny because I actually was on the other side before I started doing some research on it. I was like, well, you know, I, you know, I heard that now I've missed out on some more fun with my sex life. But after hearing about all these horror stories, plus seeing all the it research and all the It doesn't really sound thing, like the difference is... Like, it, it, it sounds like the difference in that is negligible. Yeah. Honestly, like, again, this is the benefits outweigh the, the, yeah. the cons. But they're trying to reevaluate... You're at a 3, but you could be at a 3.5. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're reevaluating that, though, because they realize that, um, you know, they're worried that, yeah, maybe people, like, there's less illnesses now, right? They're like, but that might be because a lot of people to, you know, there's a lot of good health in terms mm-hmm. of male hygienics with having circumcision mm-hmm. that if also we start perpetuating this narrative that nobody gets circumcised that some of these things might come back because there might be people who are not being you know so good to their body so protect your partner get circumcised are you <laughs> are you familiar with penal adhesion penal adhesion I'm familiar with testicular torsion. So that is a, a, that's another diagnosis that I've seen come up for urology surgeries. And that's when <clears throat> specifically, I think it is specifically in people that have been circumcised, the skin on the shaft adheres to the skin on the head. <gasps> like an adhesive medical strip. That makes sense now that I'm like thinking about the word. Penal adhesion, yes. Oh. And that has to be surgically corrected. How's that even happen? I don't know. Not cleaning. How are you not clean? How do you not fucking clean your dick? I don't know. Like this is like that's just one thing. It's like just every everywhere sweats right for for guys and gals alike. I really think like if when in doubt, just just do it one more time. Just do do it once over. You know. I just I don't get it. Hold on, let's, I'm going to look up causes of penal adhesion. It, it could also be an excess of residual foreskin after a newborn circumcision. Hmm. Which is why cleaning is so important, because my guess is probably, like, they have the circumcision, the skin starts to curl back around the glands, right? And then if they don't mm-hmm. clean it very well, it can probably get some sort of, you know, bacteria and all that other stuff, and then it can get dry up. And then there's that, so... Apparently a skin bridge is a thing. That's what I just saw here, was a skin bridge. And I was like, what the hell is that? And it What's looks a... like... Skin bridges are thicker, more... Per... more Are a thicker, more permanent attachment. <sighs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, but I just want to bring that up because I... I guess this is a kind of a controversial thing, and I originally was going to be on one side of it, but after doing this research, I'm kind of leaning more towards the other way. But again, consult your doctor. And Decker is not a doctor. I know. I just I don't I don't because anytime I will bring up like any medical stuff or like mm-hmm. in like psychology stuff, I just want to stress so specifically, like we're not this doctors, is advice, we're this, not psychologists. These are things. Although I do I have think, a psychology degree. These are these are my opinions based on my, the research I found, but. I'm not a med school student that went like went to school for eight years. Correct. Right? Like I did this maybe for eight hours. <laughs> so, like if my if if my doctor only did research for eight hours, I'd be very ah, nervous. That'd be scary. <laughs> I googled it. It says now I 
Um, but yeah, that's what I was talking about. That was a wild ride. Yeah. Into Penis Town. <laughs> right, right on in there. So, Katie. Yes, Decker. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I had true crime. You did. And I watched the weirdest fucking documentary. Documentary. It was like, yeah, it was like forty-five minutes long. I said, I said, doc. Duck, yes. <laughs> documentary. Duck, duck, murder. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I watched it on YouTube. The production quality was so-so. And the the main person, which I feel bad saying this because she was one of the like main victims of this particular thing, was a character. I don't I don't know if I really have like a grasp of what I'm gonna talk about because it's fucking bonkers. Okay. Okay. So this happened in England. Okay. Uh recently ish. Uh, Gemma Barker. So she was... Yes? Oh. That's right. I got you. Uh, Gemma Barker. That name sounds very familiar. At the time that this occurred was... She was 19. She created three separate fictional males. uh, Gave them different personalities, dress styles, Facebook profiles. Uh, She named them Aaron Lampard. Connor McCormick. And Luke Jones. Oh, yes. Luke Jones. So then over a seven-month period, these personas went on to introduce themselves to a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old. Okay, you've lost me now. Uh Uh-huh. So this woman... Is this a woman or is this a teenager? Uh, I think she was... This isn't a five-year-old. She was 19 at the time. Okay, this is 19. Okay, so an adult... Mm-hmm. Or an adult, <clears throat> as some people call them. Yes. Um, made three personas. Yes. Three fake men. Three fake I have teenage made boys. Three fake men. Teenage boys. Teenage boys. Oh, teenage boys. Uh-huh. Okay. So she made adolescent, adolescence and then was catfishing? Yes. So she made Aaron, Connor, and Luke. And that was the easy to understand part. Okay. Okay, I think I'm with you. It's really, really weird. So, yeah, so they in- introduce themselves to a 15 and a 16-year-old girl online. Uh, these girls were Jenna's friend or Gemma's friends, who are significantly younger than her, which, I mean, at our age, three years is like a negligible, three to four years is like a negligible amount of time difference between friends. But I feel like once you hit 25... They're just like, everyone is the same age forever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But the difference between 15 and 19 is a lot. Yes. There's a lot of changing that happens. Hell, there's a lot of changing between like 20 and 25. Uh-huh. But so this, a 15-year-old girl and a 16-year-old girl. And these, so these were Gemma's younger friends, Jess, and then not her real name, Alice. Don't, she, that's the name that she's going by because she doesn't want to give away her actual name. She didn't feel comfortable doing that's that. That's totally fair. So we're going to call her Alice. Um, she had talked with these girls. Um, so yeah, she knew both of them. They hung out together. Uh, Gemma had a car, so she would drive them around to like different parties and they'd hang out and socialize, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she had talked to these girls about what like their ideal boyfriends were, basically. Uh, so even though the girls oh my gosh. knew Gemma 
they were still totally taken in when she dressed up as these people and pretended to be them. Whoa, 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 I need you to back up. So she created these fake personas. Uh-huh. Which you're like, okay, online catfishing, I understand. Okay, 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 yeah, I mean, like, I understand it. Uh, and then, but then she dresses she's catfishing up her as, friends. Okay, but she dresses up as them. Uh-huh. And, and she goes to see her friends. Uh-huh. You clearly know it's probably going to be her. Like, unless she, is she like, But they studying? don't. And she proceeds to build emotional and physical relationships with them. They don't recognize... Is she just, like, really good at her makeup? No. No, she... So, one of the... Did they get, like, a natural one of perception every time they saw her? Like, what's... <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the thing like watching this documentary i was like i what what okay i'll tell you what i'll tell you what <laughs> i'm gonna have a day where i just show up as a random girl and we'll see how long it takes for you to identify me as that <laughs> okay. spoilers you'll find out immediately because you'll know because of how how excitable i always <laughs> and my laugh laugh in a different way that's so freaking weird, though. Yeah, so they develop... She... Yeah. She dresses up as these these boys. She develops physical relationships with this these is, girls. This is definitely mental abuse. Right? This is definitely psychological... It's more than that. Because she also develops sexual relationships with these people. Yeah. Okay. So... For the purposes of getting close to the two of them, she creates these three fictitious characters who have their own Facebook profiles, their own email address, their own their own phone numbers. She also creates additional fictitious people that then email Jess and her email like. This is so much. Work. They like instant messenger like AIM. Uh, Alice and Jess about these boys. So there's just like a whole fuck ton of fake people just hanging around. So Jess said that when Gemma introduced herself in the flesh, yeah, she would. Like that. I'm sorry, that was. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote my note like that. This is a high in, in the, the flesh. flesh. I guess in person when she would introduce herself as these boys, she would always wear a hat. Of course. Um, very specifically, like sunglasses. No, okay, like a a bobble hat. A bobble. You know, so it has like a little pom pom on top, and then it would have like straps. Um, uh, fuck, fuck. Oh, fuck. so it's like a beanie, but like, like, like the, I know what you're talking about now. Something Clyde on South Park, not Clyde. Kyle, let's see. No, there's Kyle. There's Stan. Stan, yes, Stan. Stan wears the one with the 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 bobbles, and then the. The things with the other bobbles. That right. was a terrible audio description. I apologize. That's okay. But you can figure out what a hat looks like. Yeah. I believe in you. It's like, imagine like the, there's like really crazy ones now where like instead of like the little bobbles actually turn like into little like, gl- like gloves. You know what I mean? They're like giant ears now. And oh. Still like a little I remember having the mittens that were connected by the giant string and not knowing what that giant fucking string was for until I was like 17 and had long stopped wearing mittens. Yeah. No, they now have, like, these, like, ones where, like, it has, like, you know, some sort of animal on it, and then it goes all the oh, way I down. Oh, I have some of those. Yeah. I have one of those. Like, you have, like, the... little sleeves in there. I have a zebra. The zebra. The zebra. Hmm. So, this is so, so bonkers. Uh, so, yeah, she'd always wear this hat. 
she would wear baggy clothes, and and she was also very flat chested. So that was one of the girls noted that like when they would hug, they never noticed like breasts or anything. Mm. That's how she did it. So Aaron begins to date Alice. Now Aaron had been talking to both girls, and so they both girls considered Aaron to be a friend. Aaron goes out with Alice. Then Luke appears and takes an interest, or er, and Jess gets set up with Luke. And Jess is like, oh, what do I do? So she's talking to Aaron. What do you think I should do? And Aaron is like, I think you should totally go out with this guy. He's a friend of mine. Yep, he's cool. Go do it. So I wonder at what point people get lost in these, like, illusions. You know what I mean? Because, like, like the first part takes work. That takes uh-huh. actual work. And now that she's made all these fake personas and all these things, at this point now, she's just, it's just improv. It, yeah, it's, like it just reminds me of like like acting on stage, but like you you've accepted it forever. Now. Yeah, That's so insane. So then Jess goes out with Luke. Okay. Luke pushes Jess to do things sexually that she does not want to do. So Jess is like, okay, well Bad. I'm done with that. So obviously Jess doesn't want to see Luke anymore. And now Luke's friend Connor shows up out of the blue. He's like, hey. I'm a friend of Luke's. I heard about all of the ter- heard about the terrible way he was treating you. We should go out. Is that how that worked? Is that is that how that Basically. went? Basically. So it's like, yeah, I heard it's that a, thing didn't work out. It's a paraphrase. Out. You should let's date me. Let's date me though. It, it's, okay? it's a paraphrase. Okay. So, and the the timeline of everything happening and the descriptions were so very very hard to follow. It was so. Everything was all jumbled together in, like, the accounts that were given. But so anyway, the the girl Jess, I think she was living with her grandmother. And at one point, she convinced her grandmother to let Connor spend the night. And... Here's the thing. Are they circumcised or uncircumcised? Neither. There are no penises involved here. Damn it. I thought I was going to be in for another surprise. Well, that's another thing, is that Alice was definitely doing sexual things with Aaron. Which is a statutory. Oh. uh, I am not... Because she's 19, and you said these ones were... This was in England. I don't know what the age of consent is in England. I thought it was 16, but yeah. Well, then I also don't remember... I don't know if... I couldn't find anywhere that connected Alice and Jess to 15 or 16. Either way, it seems very shitty. It is very shitty. Yeah. Uh, Especially pretending to be someone you're not. Yeah. Because Alice most definitely thought that she was in a relationship with a teenage boy. She also apparently thought it was completely normal to have sex with all of your clothes on and your hat. Decker has left room. I wait, wait, wait. Like, here's the thing. These are teenagers. They should have some concept of sex. That's the thing. Like, I get that they probably haven't had a whole lot of sexual experience being young. But sex ed. Yeah. Parents. TV. Gossip. The... There's so... You can't avoid sex. TV in the UK is a lot less censored than it is here. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no explanations. Good day. Good day. Hmm. I have I have no explanations for this. Oh my god. 
These are teenagers. How do teenagers not know about sex? I learned about sex in fifth grade. I no, in, fourth grade. I was in third grade when one of my classmates came in and tell us all about walking in on her parents. God help me if that What an happens. adventure. <laughs> okay, we just need to make a new one. Goodbye, <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> you have to leave. <laughs> so... One night, she convinced, Jess convinces her grandma to let Luke stay the night. Okay. So she's in bed with Luke. This is Luke Jones? Sorry, no. This is Connor. Sorry. Because okay. she's with Connor now. Connor. She convinces her grandma to let Connor stay the night. So they're That's in bed. That's sweet of her. And things are starting to get hot and heavy. In terms of just heavy petting? On yes. clothes? Um, well, so Connor is completely dressed. Oh, that's another thing, is that these boys would never, ever, ever take off their hats. Ever. Ever. You've upset Satan. I guess. (laughs) Never? They would never take off their hats. And these girls were just like, okay, I guess you always wear a hat forever. So, Jess is in bed with Connor. Connor is taking off... Like, her shorts and her underwear. And she's like, no, stop. Like, don't do that. I don't want this. Connor keeps going. Reminder, consent's very important. Uh-huh. At any point, if there is a no or not explicitly stated... stop. Or not explicitly stated yes, Un- stop. Unenthusiastic yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, now she looks at Connor and she's like, Oh my god, I think this is actually Luke. Luke has tricked me. <laughs> so that's a nat 1 followed by a nat 20. But then... <laughs> but then... Is that correct? No. In, sorry, it wasn't Luke. She looks at Connor, and Connor rolls over. And she's like, oh my god, it's the profile of Aaron. Aaron has snuck in and pretended to be Luke and has assaulted me. Also, Jess and Alice are best friends. So they're talking to each other and they're starting to like put together the fact that these boys look very similar. Oh. They just Something have very similar weird. tastes. They just have very similar tastes. So doesn't everyone in England look the same? They finally no. start to suspect that something is wrong when the boy that Jess was dating looked like the boy that Alice was dating. So when Connor looked like Aaron, she was like, oh shit. So she talks, she messages Alice. They have a discussion about all of this. And I couldn't find anything that said that they were like, oh yeah, this is definitely weird. So. Well, they don't even know how to have sex. So like, um, these, clearly they're not that bright. Yeah, it was, it's weird. So, so that Jess does actually report the sexual assault. Okay. That's good. So she thinks that it's Aaron pretending to be Connor. And that's what she tells the police. Right. Well, then suddenly Luke comes forward and says, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't him. It was me. Luke comes forward? Uh Uh-huh. But then Connor is like, no, 
it was Aaron. Luke is trying to take the fall from it. It's like this like whole weird thing. Oh, I was just trying to sound like this weird like kind of like love triangle. Except it's like an I don't triangle. even know what this was supposed to be. So she's creating her own soap opera. That's what's happening I, in real life. I guess. So she reports this. The police end up setting up like a a sort of sting operation kind of a deal to lure Luke. I think. To a meeting place. One of the boys. With Jess. So when Luke shows up at the, the place that they have arranged to meet, which I think was like a park or something, he shows up to meet Jess. The police are there. They arrest Luke. They take Luke to jail. They are doing a strip search, as you do when you arrest someone, I guess. I don't know. I've not been arrested, especially not in England. That kind of makes sense. Because I imagine I mean, they're just like don't know searching what you for weapons you, right? and, and whatnot. Um, they're doing the strip search and they're like, this person is not male. This person. Your penis. Where has it gone? So that was when it's they... It's on the run! That's when they discover that this boy is not this boy. And this is girl. My girl. My girl. Now, during this investigation, Gemma tries to collect compensation money, claiming that she was assaulted by Luke, saying that he punched her in the face and broke her jaw. Which one is Gemma again? Remind me. Gemma is the girl. There's so many names here. Gemma is the girl that is Luke, Connor, and Eric. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh Okay, okay. I am calling. So So she is trying to collect compensation by being for being assaulted by a person that does not exist, also that she created. Does she realize that she'd be trying to compensate herself? I don't fucking know. Through legal fees? I don't know. I'm suing myself and I've won slash lost because it cost me more to go to court than I did to win. So the like the entire thing, like the whole ruse was not particularly well structured. And during this whole documentary, they were always talking about how like she was so clever and so cunning and it's like, okay, so all of the boys looked very similar. They all wore the same hat. They wore the same hat? Yeah. Oh my god. One of them, one of the boys would only speak through text. Oh, that was another thing. When Connor convinced Jess to get her grandmother to let him stay at Jess's house, Connor asked Jess to tell her grandmother that he had lost his voice and could not speak. So the entire time Connor was in the presence of Jess's grandmother, all he did was grunt. That's still your voice. That's just still your voice. You don't use a different thing to make sounds. It's still your voice. Is that my So he wasn't voice? even speaking. He was just grunting. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, so that was a weird. God. And then when things would get physical, these boys would never take off any of their clothes. But I mean, like I said earlier, these young girls didn't have any other sexual experiences to base this off of. Right. But also, I mean, I don't know how sheltered they were. Maybe they weren't consuming a lot of media, but... That's possible. I feel like by 15 to 16, I definitely had a pretty good grasp of how that was going on. I still knew about sex. Uh Uh-huh. And I was the innocent one. And everything... Like, when everything started to fall apart... And, like, she became aware that people were, like, maybe starting to catch on to what she was doing. She could have dropped the whole thing and walked away. Yes. But she just, like, doubled down and was like, no, 
I am these three boys. I am these three boys, and I admit And I am in a relationship with you. So, she was sentenced. Um, She was forced... To life without parole. (laughs) No. um, Well, she was sentenced. She had to sign the sex offenders register because she did assault two teenagers. Um, And she was... Let's see. She served... Oh, something the judge said was at the sentencing noted that he didn't see a flicker of emotion. Hmm. Um, she served two and a half well, years in prison for just fraud at least and three boys. assault. Huh? I mean, he just killed three boys. I mean, like, they were all fictional boys, but <laughs> they had lives. They were leading very successful lives. Well, looking at the the photos of Gemma, like, the, the boys that she portrayed, I don't know. I mean, they look very, very much like the like mid to late 2000s like scene emo kids where they've got the long hair with the the weird bangs and Mm -hmm. everything where it's like you showed me what a scene kid was super androgynous and difficult to tell but i I mean to me it's it looked they looked like the same girl but also i knew that i was looking for that so i don't know okay and i mean she did manage to fool Jess's grandmother, and I don't know how many other parents, like, if I don't know if she ever met Alex's parents or whatnot, but. Right. Yeah, so this, this 19-year-old girl created three boys, catfished people, and then assaulted them. Hmm. So that's, that's that. <laughs> that's really weird. Oh, that was another thing. In the, the documentary that I watched, I use the term documentary loosely. Jess said, if Mark Zuckerberg had never created Facebook, this never would have happened. This is all his fault. Yes. Except for my best friend, Tom. Like, I'm sorry, what? On MySpace. He was one of my best friends. He was always in the number oh, one Tom, spot. Tom was such a good friend to everybody. He was. He was. He had the most friends. But I was lucky to be just one of his. That was... God, MySpace was so weird. Hey, you know what's funny? Facebook's becoming MySpace. You want to know how? Did I ever tell you about um, how... Now on your Facebook homepage, you probably you have, have music. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, MySpace? I was like, oh, wow. It's like, we were going down this road, huh? huh? I remember how well this worked out last time. Yeah, and then it was gone. <laughs> yeah. I want to change my wallpaper. Cool. Can it be Family Guy? Awesome. Can my favorite song be by uh, 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 My Chemical Romance? Perfect. <laughs> Good. I'm done. I'm ready. It's gonna be Stewie Griffin in the background. Wait, did you just did you just describe your your? Oh, I sure face? did. I sure did. No, it was that or Lincoln Park with uh, Stewie with the baseball bat saying, "Where's my money?" to Brian. <laughs> uh, and then I had a survey of what superhero you are, and oh god, I'm for the longest time my background it was black with like a pink fiery outline of a. A heart-shaped pentacle. Okay. And, then... and what was a pentacle again? It's a pentagram with a circle, uh-huh. right? Yes. Yeah. I did learn. Except the top was a heart. Oh. And then for the, for a super long time, my this like my profile songs were from, uh, one of the songs from Hymns album Dark Light. It was it was a uh, rip off the wings of a butterfly for a fucking oh my eternity. Gosh. Um, there were also several times where it was like various songs by Aiden. It, yeah. Oh, okay. Because huh. remember, I was an, an emo scene. Yeah. I, I wasn't. Uh, yeah. I was, you were in the emo scene. Huh. Huh. 
No, I was just depressed. Perfect. Uh, cool. But yeah, man. MySpace. That's really freaking weird. I think that's the weirdest catfishing story I've ever heard about. Well, I kept expect expecting it to like kind of even out and make sense and it just never did. Yeah. And it wasn't like at the end she wasn't like, oh yeah, that was a weird thing I did. She was just like, yeah. I was waiting for her to like try and date them both at the same time. That's what I was She was. For. No, no. I mean like, like actually like one of her personas was dating both of them at the same time. Like with oh. them both in the same vicinity. No, and she claimed to be dating Aaron's older brother. I think his name was Jack. So that was how she set up them with Aaron, because she was with Jack. So, hey, meet this co- cool guy I know. But of course, you're only going to meet him online until suddenly you meet him in person, which and that's the thing that threw me is that she was able to dress up as these boys she created and fool people. Hmm. It, it, it's fucking crazy town. That is very weird. And that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> Be careful being catfished. Make sure you look really close to people's faces. Try to take off a wig. Or their hat. If they always wear hats, they're trying to sleep with you. Um, if they're wearing a hat. But I feel like that's a theory that can get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Scooby-Doo, though. I've unmasked you! <laughs> uh, shall we roll for next episode? Let us do it. Alright, so I have... What are these? These are Chessex. I think these are my Navy Vortex. That is correct. Navy Vortex. They were part of the test sets. Son of a bitch. Round two. That's a three. Paranormal. Normal. Boo! Woo! Okay. I finally brought my dice, guys. Hooray! I kept forgetting them and now I have them. Let us see what do I get. Paranormal. Did you have paranormal? I did. just rolled, right? Yeah. Okay, so now what? Uh, I'm just going to put my dice away. I'm just going to throw dice all over. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Okay, so you roll. Okay. True crime. No, uh, uh, that's not history and education. That's true crime. That's true crime. So the scales of justice. Scales of history. (laughs) See, this one, this one's the past. Uh, Yeah, I don't know why you always think that's history. I don't know. All right. All right. Wait, you said true crime, right? Yes. Oh, fuck I have paranormal, you have true crime. Fuck yeah. Okay. Good. All right, well, thanks for tuning in. Come back next week to find out what the fuck we're talking about. Bye. Bye. If you've got something to say, find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash WTFpod. Email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA Podcast. That's WTFAYTA, our acronym, podcast. Our music was by Decker Hinckley, and our artwork was by Kirby Morfitt.